Today on The Good Word, we're talking about replacing what represents us. In his allegory, The Divine Comedy, after Dante had managed to journey through the symbolic seven circles of hell, he and his guide Virgil end up in purgatory, the next stop before heaven. Dante wakes up suddenly at the gates, guarded by an angel too bright to see, who carves the letter P seven times into his forehead, standing for sin in Italian, peccatum. Each letter represents a different sin that will need to be overcome and erased as Dante journeys closer to God. And as he meets the people living in purgatory, they see the symbols on his forehead and tell him their stories of how they ended up where they are. Those in purgatory can leave and journey upwards toward heaven, but only once they've corrected the flaw that led to their sin. As Dante learns the virtue that counters each vice, the representation of his sins disappear from his forehead no longer burdening him. And once he reaches the gates to paradise, all the letters have been cleaned off, and he is ready to enter the place where the Lord dwells. Dante's poetic journey was symbolic of mankind's journey from the natural man to a follower of God. While his ideas of heaven, hell, and sin have become a part of the Western understanding of virtue and vice, it obviously isn't literal. I've always found the idea of representing the controlling aspect of your life on your forehead interesting. It seems like it would be a reminder and give others an understanding of who you are and, literally, your reputation precedes you wherever you are. Rather than just remove the bad, though, Dante is clear that the only path to righteousness is replacing vice with virtue. So instead of being represented by sin on our foreheads, what if the Lord went before us instead? When the Apostle John explains his vision of heaven in Revelation 22, it seems he had sort of the same idea. Not only is heaven a pure paradise of light and plenty, but the servants of God know him and dwell with him. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it and on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse. But the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. We talk often, as Christians, of taking his name upon us. We hope to one day be so close to the Lord that we are best identified by him and his actions since that's how we model our lives. From John's account, it's clear that heaven is a wonderful place beyond description. Those living there didn't just have their sins removed, but replaced them with something of infinitely more worth, Jesus Christ. When we take upon us His name and become His followers, we're not just returning ourselves to neutral, neither right nor wrong, but letting His Spirit actively supplant vice with virtue. Heaven is full not of those with the least sin, but of those who have actively sought the good. And that's the good word. <laughs>